and welcome to this episode of the Careers Dive podcast, which is a resource for young people ages between 17 and 22 who don't know what they want to do with the rest of their life, and also for careers advisors in high school, the people that mould the journey of these young people in terms of what they do for a career. You can get me at www.thecareersguide.com or email me at adamnewmantalks at gmail.com. And uh, these podcasts go out semi-regularly as a resource for these for young people and careers advisors. And today we've got a fantastic chat with Louisa Graham. Louisa Graham is, as she goes on to explain, the CEO of the Walkley Awards, um, which hand out the Walkleys, uh, which are awards for excellence in journalism and journalism is often seen as a plum job for young people and a desirable career so she gives the skinny on uh, what how hard it is to get into a career in journalism what some of the rewards are she also talks about some really awesome opportunities that the walkley foundation gives away in terms of scholarships and uh and some trips and and uh, funding particularly funded by government so uh strap yourself in and enjoy this again you can get me at www.thecareersguide.com or email me on adamnewmantalks at gmail.com and i am the careers guide Okay, so here we are sitting with Louisa Graham, who is the CEO of the Walkley Foundation. And maybe we can start by you telling us what exactly the Walkley Foundation is. Yeah, sure. Hi, Adam. And it's um, a great pleasure to be sitting here chatting to you today and to all those um, uh, young adults out there listening to us who hopefully want to have a career in journalism. So the Walkley Foundation, we've been around for, we're always 64 years young, uh, and our mission is to benchmark the best in Australian journalism, and we do that through offering awards for journalists. They're called the Walkley Awards, and uh, I guess they're pretty similar to the Pulitzers in America, if you've ever heard of those, but essentially it benchmarks the best standard for journalism in the country. So uh, anyone who wins a Walkley Award is generally championed by their newspaper as having subscribed to ethical journalism and best practice in journalism, which is a pretty important thing, I think, in these times when uh, trust around many institutions but also journalism is questioned. Let's rewind just a little bit, and this might be a difficult question to answer, but I'm hoping you have a simple one. What do you define as journalism? Mm, well, that's a tough one okay, because so it, is it, it is difficult and it's it's a little bit different from other professions where you go off like accounting or law and you do a degree and, and then you've got a certification that, that you've met of a qualification that says that you're a lawyer or says that you're an accountant. Well, in journalism, we don't quite have that, uh, but the unions certainly, uh, who used to be a lot stronger but um, have less reach now, but we started off with a graded system. So when you went into the industry, you had a, a particular grade and 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 that that sort of determined your pay and your level of experience. So things have changed a lot as the industry has changed now. Uh, and all sorts of people call themselves journalists, but are they journalists? So for your listeners, uh, you may have heard people like the shock jocks, like Alan Jones, 
being called a journalist, whereas in fact he's not a journalist. He's just somebody on radio who likes to offer his opinions. So there's marked distinctions between what is actual journalism, what's opinion, and what is commentary. And it gets confusing because if you read the newspapers or if you look online, you will see opinion and commentary sitting in the newspaper right next to journalism. So journalism would we journalism we would say is unbiased fact checking and storytelling. So journalism so there are three pretty important clarifications. If you write an opinion piece or a blog or do a podcast, for example, you don't require to there's no fact checking required because it's an opinion piece. But if you want to put out a piece of journalism, you have to provide the facts behind it. And at a newspaper, for example, or a TV station, there is somebody checking up on your fact-checking, is that right? Well, hopefully there used to be, and less and less so as the industry is under a lot of pressure. But, but yes, as a journalist, you would you would undertake to um, check, check the facts that you're quoting. So you might get a press release from a company saying, uh, you know, we've got this great story to tell, or you may have a, an email from a source saying, I know of corruption in this organisation, or I know this politician is corrupt. And before writing that story or publishing that story, you'd check your facts, you'd check your sources, you'd cross-check, you'd see if anything else has been written about this person um, or the or the issue or whatever it is, and, and you'd do a sort of thorough uh, overview to ensure that, that, that what you actually are reporting um, is truthful and is fact and has taken into account all sides of the potential um, issue. Okay, so it's not an easy distinction to make. Um, tell us about uh, the role as CEO. What, what, does the, the, what do those duties entail? Oh, well, I'm the big boss, so <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a good place to be, although it doesn't come without its responsibilities. So uh, essentially my role is to drive the organisation. So I've got a small team of eight staff members uh, and and I guess as part of our mission, I spoke a little bit about the awards, but we have a lot of programs that support and sustain journalism. We have a whole Young Journalism Award program, but we offer scholarships for university students straight out of uh, straight out of journalism into the industry, and we can talk a bit more about that. Uh, but um, we offer grants to journalists, and and we also work to ensure that the public understands that there is enormous value in good and quality journalism. It is what's often called the fourth estate. Uh, it can hold the powerful to account. It can change lives. It can change laws. It, uh, you know, exposes corruption. And it's fundamental to a healthy democracy to have good quality journalism. Okay, so tell us about your journey towards the CEO. What have you... Um you told me before we started that you did a communications degree at UTS. Yeah, yeah. Well, I – yeah, sorry. So what did you do after you finished that? Did you have a part-time job to support yourself through uni? Yeah, well, I, I guess it, it all started long before then and it all started, I guess, when I was um, a child probably of about 10 or 11 and I was in love with Caroline Jones, who was a reporter on the ABC. Uh, she was a journalist, so I'm not sure if you're, you're – the mums and dads of, of, um, of your audience probably know who if they go home and ask who Caroline Jones was they probably know but uh, she was she was you know I admired her so I thought I want to be like Caroline Jones so uh, at school I I did English and maths and and sort of just the average range of subjects but then I went to uh, UTS into communications and what was really important when I was at at university and studying 
what's now called communications, which was, you know, I did journalism, film, um, video and radio, is that I also worked or volunteered for uh, the community radio station to SCR. So I was getting practical. Which is still going, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it was really important for me to get practical experience in in what I was doing, and and radio was my thing. Whereas, uh, you know, some of the other some of my other colleagues at university were were writing for newspapers, uh, particularly the student newspaper, or writing for local community um, platforms. Yeah. So let me just clarify: when you went to Sydney, you went to work at Two SCR. Were you being paid for that, or was that just a no, volunteer? no? Okay. That that was absolutely volunteering. So that's an important distinction that we have to make to young people. Some Sometimes to get these jobs in glamour industries, you need to donate your time to get the experience quite right. Well, well, that's certainly the case with a community radio station. So um, it's I, I wouldn't suggest donating your time to one of the media organisations, and certainly that's that's kind of we've moved into an environment where that's now frowned upon. And we actually offer we actually the Walkley Foundation actually offers paid scholarships into those media organisations, and that's the whole notion of of working for free is is not one that that we want to perpetuate anymore. But certainly for community radio stations, they're founded on volunteer work. So and and obviously the student newspaper as well. So that was a, an important sort of grounding to um, you know cut my teeth and get a, a bit of practical experience and, and also uh, make friends with like-minded people and, you know, a number of people I know in the industry now started at those community radio stations so that I was involved in. You're really ticking off the things that I love to hear in terms of career journey. You're passionate about it. You went and got experience in that area. Um, and your network was really important too. Yeah, absolutely. Look, net, network is really important and um, never forget who you meet on your journey. Always keep their details. So these days it's, it's you know, I guess it's on LinkedIn or Messenger or whatever platform you're on, but but always keep the details of people that you meet and, and always keep in touch because you never know where they end up on their life journey and they could help you in the future or vice versa. So that's a, I'd agree, Adam, that's a really important um, takeaway. All right. Now tell me what, what, I mean, it's probably an easy question than some of the other people that I talk to, but why would a young person go into journalism? What, what, would you say is the, the perks of working as a journalism or in journalism? Not sure that there are too many perks, but but I think I think, and it's quite interesting because there there are still a lot of young people wanting to study journalism, and 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 I think that that is so because um, being a journalist. Uh, um, plugs into the sort of some of the natural characteristics that that we often have as humans in that uh, we're curious about the world, we want to find out about more about the world uh, and we like telling stories and 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 you know if you and and you want the truth so if you if you find that that you know you identify those sorts of characteristics within yourself well then then you're probably going to be a reasonable journalist and and I think I think it's also an important thing to remember is that it is a it's a public service it's journalism benefits society so it's not a job where um uh, you know, you're not going to make a million, you're not going to make a fortune, but you're doing something that's good. It's good for society, uh, it's good for the community, and there are lots of different forms of journalism now. So, you know, the, the career is quite diverse, uh, although 
Although these days, as a young journalist going into the industry, you pretty much need to do everything. So you need to be able to write, you need to be able to, um, you know, record, you need, need to be able to shoot video and all of those things you can actually just do on your phone. So there are a lot of people that are doing all that stuff on their phone, but you need to be multi-talented and multi-skilled. And, and that's okay because you can you can go in learning all those things, whereas back in our day, we were pretty channeled, pretty siloed into one specific platform. Now, when you say there are multiple types of journalism, can you maybe give us the 101 version? of what, what they are, each of those are, and the differences between each one very quickly? Well, traditionally, traditionally um, journalism all generated from print. So the stories were first broken in the newspaper. So print, I think, is still holds up being... Um, and those and the journalists that were working on print had more time to to actually craft those stories, to check their sources, uh, and to develop stories because they weren't driven by the same the same sort of daily grind that that uh, the news on television or radio were. However, that has changed, but I still think that there is a um, you know print journalism is the first point. Uh, to start from and and generally then the radio stations and the television stations then look at what's been recorded in print and now it's print online so so it's it's obviously um, on a website as well and 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 then they follow or pick up on those stories and, and take them from there so but but still within the industry today you can make a choice about um, you know if if you're particularly interested in in being on television or, or being on video and and prop and free wear television is is you know, quickly becoming, um, or, or what we call what we call appointment TV, where you you know at five o'clock you watch the news. That's that's no longer existing. So people are you know, so now news is being told on YouTube, um, on on various you know online platforms. But but if you like that face to face stuff, if you like getting in front you know of a camera. Uh, you have to have that presence. You have to have that ability to be able to talk to a camera, but you also need to write and, and need to know how to tell a story and, and need to know how to fact check and, and need to understand those important um, tenets of journalism as well. So what would the average day if someone comes out of university with a communications or a specific journalism degree and goes to work for a media company, what would a specific, specific, a specific day look like for them? been a while since I've been there but the kids we're putting in now in in through those scholarships it's pretty busy so you know it's not a nine to five job so depending upon what program you're working on you may have a you know a 4 a.m or a 3 a.m call but then you get to leave a bit earlier in the afternoon so it's not a nine to five job it, it can be it, you know your, your so work hours could be, be there when they there. oh and yeah and particularly if there's a big story so you know if if so like we just had the election over the weekend, those journalists were working incredibly long hours because it's the election and will do so every three years. Yeah, that's right. So they most of those were just probably working, you know, 24-7 for the whole six weeks period of the campaign. They're obviously on the bus with the politicians as they're going around the country. So it's not a job for the faint-hearted. It's not a job for those people who just want to go surfing every weekend. So you, you work. You look so suspiciously at me. <laughs> you work. You work pretty hard. But then again, of course, you know when 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 there's a downtime, you, you get to get your time off. You know, nobody's a robot, so you're not you're not you know you're not working completely. But there've been great um, and there've been a couple of great television shows and documentaries recently. Also, you know, following particularly the Washington Post journalists during the um, during the Trump campaign and the pressure they were under and, and the hours they were working. But, but specifically, what are the tasks? Well, mostly, oh, yeah, that? sure. Okay. So the tasks are, I mean, when you start out in any, any industry, you just do whatever you're asked. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're running around. If somebody says get a coffee, you do actually
actually have to go and get the coffee. And that's and that's about, you know, supporting your managers and supporting a team. You work as a team, so you have to, you know, you have to be a part of a team. Um, you're probably given writing tasks. So, uh, you know, you may have to run, um, run messages down to, you know, a journalist on another floor or an editor on another floor. You might be required to um, sit in on an editing booth and, and, you know, observe what's going on or, or provide, you know, some information in there. So, so it, it can be, it can be sort of quite varied, you know, you're probably going to do some photocopying, you, you know, or some printing or, or so it's pretty much, it's pretty much a mixed bag. But, but there's also in, in any, I think in any of these things that you do, um, uh, initiative goes a long way. So, when you can see that things need to be done, if you just get in there and do them or ask people, what can I do? How can I help you? So if you're somebody that just sits around and, and needs to be wait to be told what to do, you're not going to get anywhere. So particularly in, in a fast-paced, you know, media environment, it's about identifying what needs to be done. It's about having initiative and it's just about getting in there, doing it, being as useful as you can and, and you know, and, and that's that's how you're going to get ahead. So it sounds exciting. Uh, you're at the edge of things. It, it's immediate, it, urgent. It, um, what are some of the downfalls? Because it is an industry in flux, as you mentioned, and there are challenges. So maybe you can tell us some more about the challenges, particularly around the news cycle, how much that's been sped up. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I think it's a, um, you know, for a, it, well, it's not an industry that you're going to get paid a lot of money in. So that, that that is, unless, of course, you become a news anchor and you kind of reach the top of your game and, you know, we've all seen how much Lisa Wilkinson gets paid and Lisa did start her career as a journalist. Um, so, but, you know, now she gets... Those, you know, some of those some of those presenters get paid quite a bit of money, but that's a very small percentage of so, the so industry. Outside of that, the average people are on less than a million, for example. Well, I don't know how much builders are. <laughs> More than you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so um, yeah, so a pretty average sort of salary, I guess, in a, a range from about sixty to one hundred twenty thousand, depending upon how how experienced you are. But but the thing about journalism is it comes with rewards. So it comes with exposure and comes with rewards. So you're putting yourself out there. You're putting your you know your your um, your writing about things, and you're putting you're putting that out there. So so you can you know so you're out ex- you you are exposed to criticism and attacks. So you want to make sure that what you're doing is good quality, is, is you know, well well written and, and, and well researched. Otherwise, you are exposing yourself. And, and, and now right in the social media age when somebody writes an article and it's posted to Facebook, everybody who has a smartphone can leave comments at the bottom. Yeah, that's right. So that's right. Under the scope of public attention all the time yeah. and not everybody's cut out for that. No, that's right. So you've got to have a thick skin. And you have to have a thick skin in more ways than one. So not only in that instance, but you've got to be able to, you know, one of the things about being a journalist is you have to be able to drill down. So, for instance, if you're interviewing a politician or, you know, a business person and you can sense that they're not telling you the truth and you know that there's a story that you want to try and get out of them, you have to be able to have, you know, have a conversation with them and relate to them to the point where you can where you can get beneath what they're 
you know, find out the truth. So, um, so, and, you know, they may tell you to shut up or go away or I'm not going to talk to you. So, so you have to be, you have to be pretty tough in more ways than one. And particularly also, you know, I remember when, and we've just had, you know, the most recent um, terrible tragedy in Christchurch, for instance. And when I was working in the newsroom, there was the Port Arthur massacre and uh, we, we had to do something called death knocks. And that's where, you know, as a journalist, you have to go and knock on the door of, of the relatives of people that have just been killed in this terrible disaster and and talk to them about how they're feeling and you can imagine how they're feeling they're feeling pretty devastated so you've got to have a you've got to have you know a lot of courage and a lot of gumption to be able to um, do those death knocks so that's that's you know one uh, less pleasant aspect but but it can be really rewarding because you know when you um, uh, and you know particularly when you look at some of our great investigative journalists when they they've been pursuing a story I'm thinking of Kate McClymate who you know pursued investigations into our New South Wales politician called Eddie Obeid for years she was writing stories about how corrupt and his family were and it took her years but eventually there was a royal commission and he was found guilty and he went to jail so in you know in that particular case she received a lot of death threats from his family and and um and a lot of criticism, but in the end, she was proven right, and she, you know, and her great journalism led to exposing corruption in the New South Wales government, and that was a great win. So that, you know, so that that would have been tremendously tremendously rewarding for her. So if you've got a sense of social justice and a sense of, um, um, you know, a, a sense of fairness, then then I think journalism is is a good career for you. Okay, now let's change gears a little bit and talk about being the CEO. A lot of people go, when they go into a company or go into an industry, think their immediate end goal is that I want to be the boss. (laughs) And you did touch on it uh, briefly, that it does come with enormous responsibility. So tell us a little bit about being the CEO, what what your day-to-day duties involve, and what are some of the challenges around that? Sure. Well, um, we're a smaller company, so it means, I guess, that my role is probably a lot broader than it would be in a larger company because because I have to I, I have to play a number of roles. So, um, I, you know, I'm I'm responsible for the vision and driving the organisation, but I also have to be right across the finances. So I have to know how to you know manage a business, including the fundraising, but but also you know manage a budget, and and I also have to be the HR, the human resources expert. So I've got to you know I've got to manage the staff. And, and, you know, staff at people and they come with a whole associated suite of problems. <laughs> so you have to be, um, you know, you have to be sensitive and have good uh, good emotional intelligence, as you know, and, and um, good empathy as well. So uh, as well as representing the organisation. So I have to do a, quite a bit of public speaking and, and you know, I have to promote the organisation uh particularly to funders and to government and to the journalists. So there are a lot of stakeholders that, that I have to manage. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I uh, you know, I, I enjoy it. can be lonely at the top because you, 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 um, you can't be friends with everyone. You, know, you can't be friends no. with your staff in a way that you were you know, early, on in, early on in my career. So it's, you know, once you're, once you're at the senior level of management, you know, once you're at that senior level of management, you have to, you can't be everyone's friend because, because you know. You have to tell them what to do and <laughs> they may right. not like it. That's right. <laughs> That's a, it's a stone-cold reality. Yeah. Top. Yeah, it is, yeah. Okay, so let's look back to Louisa when she was 17, 18. What, what uh, advice would you give to somebody or give to yourself 
yeah. as you were starting out on your journey, yeah. your career journey. Yeah. yeah, sure, sure. Well, look, I think, I think you know, some of the things that are most important and, and I look back and I think, you know, if, if I could turn back the clock, this is, you know, I would have been more courageous. I think more courageous and take more risks because that – because that risk takes that risk taking and being courageous gives you the confidence that you need to succeed in life and it's not you you have to face your fears because because that's what's holding you back and the earlier you get to understand that and the earlier you learn to back yourself up uh, then then the more you're going to be able to achieve uh, more quickly so so that would be that would be my advice to my young self and and to everybody else listening is that whatever you're afraid of don't be afraid of it just go ahead and face it and be courageous and what's the worst that can happen to you um you know and and if you do make mistake well you learn from those mistakes and it's those mistakes that make you stronger okay powerful words <laughs> now maybe to wrap it up you could tell us a little bit more about you mentioned some scholarships and some programs that the walkley's run for young people to place them in your organisations and get through university. Maybe you could tell us a little bit more yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, sure. So so we um, we have a student journalism award and we have our young journalists program. So that's for um, people who are 28 years and under. So the student journalism can be entered, it can be actually entered by high school students, but you're competing against university students. Uh, but um, uh, so that, that entire program is is one we've been running for about 10 years and, and the the overall winner of that program gets to go on a fantastic trip to the US, uh, all expenses paid, and they get to go and visit um, news organisations of their choice over there, such as the New York Times or the Washington Post or CNN. They also get to go to um, any of the platforms such as Twitter or Facebook or, or wherever they right. want to go and visit. So it's a really great prize. Uh, but but that program is is really about, I guess, I you know, providing support and identifying. Um, so that, go, that would more likely go to somebody who's in that university level. Well, the student, yeah, imagine. yeah, that's right. And yeah. you know, hopefully, we do want to get a high school student award up soon. But but yeah, so the young journalists, are, you know, we consider twenty eight years and under, and and they're pretty much starting out in their career. Uh, the other thing we're doing a scholarship. So these are paid. Um, they're paid at the minimum wage, and it's a three month scholarship. So these are for students just coming out of university and it gives them the opportunity to work in a media organisation such as Nine or, or, um, or you know, The Age in Melbourne or Channel 7 and um, they, they, get to work, they get to work across a variety of programs, so News, A Current Affair, 60 Minutes, uh, The Today Program and they get two weeks each in all of those programs and, and that gives them a broad, um, you know, a broad experience of what it's like to be working uh, for a major network and what it's like to be on a you know daily news program daily news program or a weekly program and so it's a really great experience and nine actually employs all those people so if you if you make it to being selected through that scholarship you're pretty much in <laughs> so where will we get info on those you just go to the Walkley's website yeah yeah you go to our Walkley's website and look one other one other thing of advice I think is really interesting because um uh, you know, we used to run student days, which we're not doing anymore. But but one of the things that used to come out of that was, and I think you know, and and go, going back to my comments about courage, I think courage is important. But but one of the things you do need to remember is is when you go into any industry, you do need to start. You are starting at a reasonably lower level, so mm -hmm. so it doesn't help when you go into an organisation and and you know. 
you're not prepared to do any of those more menial jobs because you just consider yourself the anchor. You know, it's, it's going to be a long time before you're going to get to be a, a presenter or an anchor. So it is important that, that you have realistic expectations and that you are prepared, you know, to be a jack or a jill of all trades and, and do whatever's required when, you know, if you do get an opportunity like that. All right, one last question if you're giving the advice out because it's some excellent points. If somebody did want to become the anchor, the top <laughs> of the box, what advice would you give to them? Well, is, it a net, is it an experience issue? Is it a network it, issue? It's both. So you've just you've got to go in, you've got to learn everything. So, you know, and, and the quickest the quickest way to the top is to learn whatever you can and remember everything. Learn from your, your mistakes and remember everything. So um, well, you know, I'm so that's I can't remember what that is. <laughs> It's uh, Wednesday, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Great. But yeah, so that so that's really important. So um, you know, and and look, and it's about being present in in the moment. So whenever whenever you're in that moment, be present. Take account of your surroundings. Um, take account of the work schematics. Just remember everything and and use as much experience as you can. And and networking that's really important. So make friends. Do not make enemies make friends wherever you go and you make friends you make friends by being helpful and being useful and remembering everyone's name <laughs> which is <laughs> and saying I'm, hello <laughs> I, I must admit though when i do these professional network days everybody says what's your greatest weakness i'm always lucky to remember people i know i know i don't know i find that really hard yeah but i guess i'm at least aware of it and working on it. Yeah. And now business cards are like on the way. So not everybody gives you a business card. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. But they say, you know, but it is important to remember people's Yeah, that's right. Well, they say, you know, people never remember what you say to them. They remember how you make them feel. Uh-huh. So that's 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 always make people feel great and then people will always remember you. Okay. <laughs> Well, hopefully everybody listening has been made to feel good by that comment because uh, I think that's a fantastic piece of advice. So we'll wrap it up there. Louisa, thank you so much for your time. Um, I wish you all the best at the Walkleys. Uh, You did show me there are challenges in journalism at the moment uh, in that people are tending to expect their news for free a lot more than uh, in previous times. And, of course, journalists need to be paid. And if people are getting their news for free, they're not being paid. So there are challenges and we wish you all the best with those. And um, I want to thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thank you, Adam. Thanks for having me.